This is episode one of Real Eyes Radio. We're jumping right in. When you have it on, you kind of do feel like you're there and you forget that you're actually in the game. You're on a game and you forget it. So you can sweat off it and everything and you're in this virtual reality game. Yeah. Hey, Murph, you're on mute. There you go. Merv, we were just talking about Brother Berg. You follow him, right? Yeah, yeah. I, it, it's crazy how actually I, I found him randomly Yeah. early on, and I, I hired him to do a, a, a reading for me and my oh, family. Oh, cool. Oh, very cool. Did it, like an energy reading or like a, a, like a Gematria reading? Gematria. Gematria thing. I was trying cool. to figure out it was in August. Cool. And, I, and it was like, the, you know, and it turned out to be the, the, the 33, like a 33 months for me. Yeah, wow. Okay, cool. August was kind of when I found you guys. I was like, August was like the weirdest month for me, energy wise. And his podcast just dropped on uh, 3 3. Uh, it was yesterday. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And and it was Chris X Matt's, uh, Chris Beerus's 33rd podcast episode. Whoa. Well, good thing I was recording because I think that that's a great way to just jump in. I like <laughs> I love this. Stuff. I love his stuff. I love this community. I love the conversations that are happening. I love that this week I was filled with so many good podcasts. I heard like the the one brother brotherbergs today. It just hit so big because Rambo sent it to me, and he was like, "You got to listen to this podcast." And it's already on my radar because, you know, I'm I've, I've been a fan of his for a long time, Brotherberg, and uh, just the way his mind thinks is really interesting. And he's not just numbers, you know. He's got a really cool way of thinking. And then for to hear all that, to hear all that today. Like it was so motivating. He's got like a really motivated. You got to listen to the episode. Anyway, episode thirty-three. Chris, Chris Piercy. <laughs> very good, very good episode. Definitely worth um, a listen. And Rambo was on a podcast. He, we got to watch him on a Home Wrecker podcast this week, which was actually an incredible episode as well. Very inspiring as well. Yeah, I really enjoyed that. Yeah. Yeah, with um, with uh, oh, and just Home Wrecker in general. I love Monique. I love Alex. They're just aside from podcasting the two of them monique and alex are incredible human beings and so it's so cool this little community you them as well human vibration. i find it funny i say human vibration yeah, but i have to yeah it's that's eight. my name <laughs> yeah you them as well yeah i uh i guess it was a few maybe just not even that long ago it was this year i recorded with them and we did the whole thing on like john benet ramsey the, the whole thing, like it was kind of like a, a, a crash course and human vibration stuff. And we talked about everything that was real, everything that was fake. But then we got into just much more, much more like meaningful life conversations. That's what I loved. I loved about that show and really a lot of shows that we that we have all collectively been on. I think that we get in there to talk about one thing, like heavy conspiracy stuff and what exists and what doesn't exist. And it always goes into a more like meaningful metaphysical bigger conversation about like what does this all mean and what do we what's our even purpose here and and that actually the being our purpose here in life is is kind of what really hit home with the podcast i listened to this morning with uh, brother burke it was all about like finding your true purpose in life and and the purpose of life is to find your purpose you know um and how to do that yeah, it's a really inspiring podcast that one i really enjoyed it um, I was giving some thoughts to that myself today, like what's our purpose and how are we here and how they can tell us, like, for instance, like so many million years ago, dinosaurs were here and mm-hmm. tell us where they were, but they can't tell us where we were, you know, how we got there and they give us many different confusing reasons right. why. 
and they're always finding new, <laughs> you know, they're always trying to pinpoint like when the first version of the Neanderthal is or the first version of the humanoid or, and they keep finding them earlier and earlier and in different places. And then they find these, you know, twin replicas on different, you know, <laughs> planes of the planet. And all of a sudden we have a new timeline and a new, you know, human. It's, it's, it's interesting how our deep history, a deep human history keeps getting re re rewritten and we don't really ask questions. And we, and to Rambo, your point, we know so little about our, our short human history. You know, we, we barely have any sort of documentation from our own hand that goes back past like, you know, five, six generations. My theory kind of today I was thinking about is things are so messed up when it comes to the 19th century, mm -hmm. like a kind of like a drop off point where kind of nobody knows what happened prior to a certain date. Mm -hmm. It's almost kind of feasible that people maybe we really don't know. Mm -hmm. And the people that are pulling all this crazy stuff are kind of doing it because if they told us the truth, most people would, wouldn't be able to handle it. Mm -hmm. that, oh, yeah. Because the big argument that we're, I was kind of having, I'm kind of passive, I don't know if I'm, I'm are we being recorded? <laughs> yeah, go for it, buddy. Maybe it was a little bit of a passive aggressive conversation about, you know, kind of coming out and saying, you know, someone was trying to goad me into saying that, the, that everything that the people in control were evil. Right. Mm -hmm. And the way I look at it is kind of when we're on this labyrinth, right? Like this, what uh, AYZ wrote was kind of like a, we're in a good versus bad sim sim game. Mm -hmm. Right. The moment the moment we brandish people as, as evil, we stop questioning it. So we stop getting to the truth. And that's like a detour kind of thing is to say someone's evil. Because once you say someone's evil, you don't go any further. You don't mm -hmm. ask the real questions and maybe find out why something really happened. Like maybe there was a reason why all of these things that we think are so evil happen that actually were to protect us from something that could have been worse. That's so interesting. Possible, but nobody wants to hear that, right? Agreed. <laughs> it's quite it's quite probable and quite possible they drop these intellectual bombs in our in our psyche to where it's so blinding, it's so full, robust, just the whatever story it is that we we're satiated by it intellectually we don't we don't even think that there would be a bigger question to ask and we just kind of take we take the bait hook line and sinker and that's kind of like for all of history if they can just make the story grand enough grand seeming enough we we don't ask questions around it even if it begins to appear nonsensical you know through through our new lens that we're that we're seeing through now things because because like 9 11 right like I was mm -hmm. thinking about it and all of the number stuff, right? Like mm -hmm. this, the, uh, the, the plane crashing in at 8.46 a.m., yes. which comes out to, you know, uh, 18, which, you know, divided by with three, it's yeah. uh, 666, right? Mm -hmm. So with the, the detour almost is what they want, because I was trying to figure out why they do this, right? And most people would say, oh, that's evidence of the satanic ritual, mm -hmm. right? So these people are evil. It's a satanic ritual. They stop at that point and they'll never get to the question of maybe it was a, maybe it's something to do with energy. Mm. Right. right. So Absolutely. They, they put these things in there to say they almost, it's almost like a, like a test to see, okay, well you call us evil and you're not going to get any further like a game. And it's called the social deduction game. And a lot of video games are placed on that. And, and it's a whole thing of, of people will bluff. Like you're on the good team or the evil team mm -hmm. and the evil people may not be evil, but they're bluffing that they're evil. Mm. Make any sense? You know, that makes me think, I love that you compared it to a video game. I think essentially 
this whole realm operates very similar to how video games, we've always been told they operate. Um, but one of the things, a trope of video games is you're always going to have to face the evil big boss. And the only way to win the game is to get past this evil big boss. What if that is not defeating them physically, but just understanding metaphysically that there is no evil big boss. And so therefore you have gotten over it. You have defeated the big boss. Maybe in a way that's what we need to do within this video game where we see our, you know, our, our evil overlords of our Bill Gates's and, um, you know, pick your poison really with these big names that, you know, your Jeff Bezos, who's taking over the world, your big Bill Gates, who's taking over, you know, the railroads and the food, the food industry and literally everything on our planet, buying up all, you know, the, the royalty, all the, all the evil overlords, you know, the Rothschilds, all these people, what if just poof, none of them exist at all? Yeah. And it's kind of like stepping, stepping back and being able to see that it is actually a game and mm. they're not, they're maybe not all, all real at all. You kind of left the game, haven't you really? And you're watching it from the outside, you're watching everybody else, we're kind of watching other people, mm-hmm. playing the game, still looking for Satan and mm-hmm. looking for 666 and stuff like that. Like, kind of like with spectators of the game now. That's how I feel I am, anyway. Bill Gates has taught us more than probably any person in 2020 ever did. Oh, wow. True. About us ourselves. When you see him like we do, he's taught other people other things. Some people believe in Bill Gates in a sense that they truly believe that he is this either, you know, savior figure, this, this genius savior, and he's all good. And people actually, there are people that believe that they, they only know that version of Bill Gates. It's in people magazine and he's doing good for the world and he's saving the world through vaccines. He's saving the world through impossible meats. He's saving the world constantly. And that's their version of Bill Gates. There's a whole other version of Bill Gates. It's like evil overlord and all of his vaccines are harming children overseas. Twitter bill. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. So we've got the good and we've got the evil. And that's, I mean, and that's really where he exists for, for most people. And then they've got like the tiniest little subset of us, these rogue agents that are, that are calling out his authenticity, fidelity, existence altogether and saying, well, maybe he's not, he's not good. Maybe he's not evil. Maybe he's just a character that has been beyond evil, beyond, uh, beyond, beyond. The- yeah, he, he's actually a Nietzschean figure. Tell me how that's interesting. He's beyond, he, he basically, the lesson of him is to basically take us beyond. It's, he's almost like, a, like a, if you read like the old things, I don't know, I've been married for too long. So my books are in the basement, gathering stuff like that. But, you know, like, you know, when I used to be into Buddhism and Buddhist monks and things like that, where it's almost like, like, a, like a Zen teacher who hits, who hits the devotee over the head to teach him, teach him a lesson. Mm. Mm. A Zen teacher didn't sit down and, and spell things out for the student. He gave the students puzzles to figure out. Mm-hmm. Oh, maybe that's why it's getting more and more fake looking for all of us, because we've cont- we've been receiving these puzzles our whole life without realizing it. We've just been constantly shown all these things that don't really make sense. Yeah, and it's like them characters that uh, Bill Gates, he's got like that duality thing on him again. Aren't they? Like we're saying, you know, some yes. people believe he's evil, some people believe he's good. And then when you work it all out, you start to look, is he fake? You know, that's where I'm at with it. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like I'm in the middle of it now, of both his, 
both his sides he showed for the public. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of looking straight down the middle, like, is he even real? I mean, okay, welcome to Realize Radio. <laughs> I did. <laughs> I started already. <laughs> no, we started. <laughs> we started, you know, but it's just like, these are the type, you know, I want to, we're getting, we're getting in the weeds on Bill Gates not existing. I want to, I want to take a step back. How do we get here? How do, how does the three of us individually, how do you, how do, how do I get to a point where I'm questioning Bill Gates? You know, I think for me, his character is so big and such a boogeyman that I'm already suspicious of anyone who has that much of a lore around them. And then, you know, something that I look into is color truth. Uh, you know, truth basically pictures, you know, pictures telling us a million truths, but not the ones we, we see. And colors are one of those. And I always see him in purple. Bill Gates is always in purple. And now with the color change, now he's in, he's in gray and yellow. And that's, you know, the new kind of tone, tonality to look out, out for in 2021 as grays and yellows. But um, before that, it's just like every sweater he wears, it's always purple. And for me, that, you know, that tells me that the message, the message is, is, is not, um, is not authentic the message is a, a form of manipulation but also the messenger the messenger uh, bill gates himself uh calls into question if this character is always wearing purple and pink or you know a, a combination of, of that shades of that then potentially it means that he, that the, his character is is also a fabrication is also a manipulation of light which um i mean it's something that we all kind of look into but how can someone so big how can we get here? We're, we're questioning someone so big. It's it's kind of it's kind of wild, you know. It's multiple roles that he that he plays. He plays every role that there is in the public. You know, like mm-hmm. your vaccines, your food, your mm-hmm. computers. Computers, right? Our whole lives. He was the computer guy. You know. He's yeah. a billionaire. He always really? put that on them. You know that puts respect on the name straight away. Then you can't question it's the real because they're they're a billionaire. You know? Right. Mm-hmm. Mm. And for me, it's like that's where I, why I kind of got to the way that I feel he's taking all these roles he plays, and he always looks. It's the colours when the colours come along. That's really what made mm-hmm. me think he was really fake. But then you start to look at the quality of the video that that you see him, and it, it just doesn't look real on the videos. Mm-hmm. It kind of looks like a, a cutscene in a computer game when he's talking. You know, like mm-hmm. that's how I kind of look at him. I don't look at him as like we're looking at each for now on the cameras and whatever but I kind of look at him like he's on like a PlayStation game or something you know when he's talking mm-hmm. and yet to see a video where he's convinced that I'm convinced that that, that guy is still in the rooms you know where he's being videoed mm. right yeah there could be there could be someone I, I often think that it looks like a, a a head identity is like overlaid onto onto a body like the hands are always doing a very or just a, a or just a straight up puppet the hands are always doing something ridiculous his hands will have this ridiculous movement to them yeah, and did they call him the computer guy because he's absolutely <laughs> made from a computer Do you know is he a product of yeah. microsoft that's something that i've thought for a long time that is he just a product of microsoft the computer and guy. That's why they call him the computer guy, and they can do whatever they want with him because he's just digital all along, you know. 
Right, right. He, they tell us the truth. They always tell us the truth. So for it to be literally the computer guy, that that would make the most sense. It's already where I. It's already where I'm at intellectually. So <laughs> I like backtracking to that because it really is like, oh man, they have been telling us this whole time. And he was not just the computer guy, but he was also the virus guy. Like his computers. The Microsoft machines were always getting infected with viruses, and you had to get all that virus software. Now to cure the virus. That's it all coming back around. All comes back around. It always does. Yeah, interesting. Ah, Bill Gates. He, you know, that he's he's and in the whole all the all the computer whizzes, all the you know the your Steve Jobs, Elon Musk. He's not necessarily seen as the computer whiz, but um, that's what how his his he was a software developer back in the day. I think it was PayPal, I guess that he founded yeah. and sold, and that whole origin story is is quite strange with his mother and. Um, and they all come from the basement, don't they? They all come from the, the uni dogs or the basement. They all come from the basement or the garage. Yeah, they... about them, they all get put to us in the public because they want us to know about them. And they mm-hmm. first off with all of them, they're a billionaire. That is the first thing we hear. They're a billionaire and the richest right. men in the world. Mm-hmm. And that straight away makes them real. It makes them respected. Exactly. And it gives them power straight away, you know. And there's no proof that they even come up with these goods or anything that they're telling us. You know, that in my opinion, they're just a name and a face put on products, and then they can also they have the influence and inspiration and everything for people who want to be like that. You know, which you can't really ever get to their position. That formula is what they used as well to establish Jeffrey Epstein by writing all these articles about this financier who was wildly successful in New York and nobody had ever heard of him, but there became many articles about him. And that was his entree was just these, these articles that established his, his prowess financially and with the ladies and all they need is all they need is some words on a, on a page, just in some, you know, some, some graphics and these, these people themselves are kind of our graphics and, and you can you can present any any story to the public and you're right if they if they cage it in the rich success story especially like a wildly successful you know they love the college dropout trope you know i dropped out of college wildly successful immediately invented this thing that ever existed da, 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 all these things you know like your zuckerberg formula um just kind of came out of nowhere and then influenced our world and it has this weird connection to DARPA and that's a whole rabbit hole that you can get but like yeah all these inventions they're 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 made by these characters all these things that shape our life Amazon owns our life now and it was just made by some character named Jeff Bezos his name sounds like Bozo the Clown you know his name he's a, he's a clown it's crazy and all the earliest pictures all every earliest picture what colored shirt have they got one on their earliest it's all of them right I purple all of them. All, if you Google early Elon Musk, if you Google early Jeff Bezos, if you Google early, you know, uh, Bill okay. Gates, and they're jumping around on that early stage, doing that ridiculous thing, they're all in purple, always, always, always purple. Yeah. Just to, you know, that's just another layer. Like, just sometimes I, I, I try to look for that last too. Like I try to, I try to confirm things outside of the purples and not dismiss things immediately. And then if it's got purples too, I'm like, okay, that's the nail in the coffin. You know, that's the nail in the coffin for this, for this reality, this particular reality. Do you guys really realize this on a practical sense? Like, like we, like we talk about the digital stuff. We talk about the, like the fakery. We talk about the storylines, 
But in a practical sense, one of the reasons why kind of the normal the normal person will look at this and think it's completely insane, right? Mm -hmm. Because the implications of this are so vast in terms of financial fraud. Yes. Right? I mean, we're talking about people who have their life savings invested in companies that are based upon potentially companies, corporations, legal corporations that were created by people that don't even exist. Yes. I mean, billions, trillions of, we're talking about trillions of trillions of dollars. The market shares of these companies are trillions of dollars. Yes. Whoa, it's pretty intense. It's extraordinarily intense. <laughs> and I'm, I'm wrapped up, I've got a Fidelity 401k that I'm looking at, you know, and it's just, I, I understand that as well. However, however, I have this crazy feeling, this gut feeling that if all of this, if the world does shift where we realize that, that all of these systems are, are fake and we, we see the inherent truth over the fakery and we let go of these systems, it's not that they are going to crumble and destruct and we are all destructed. I think they're just going to dissolve like dust and we are going to just naturally and without painlessly move seamlessly into a different version of, of humanity. I know that sounds absolutely insane, but I think it's like a spell. And I think that a lot of this fakery could exist merely and only and directly because we believe in the existence of it. What, what do you guys think about this? This, um, like the deep fake Tom Cruise thing that's going around. It's been oh, yeah. on every channel here, every news, TV shows. It's been trending on Twitter for a full week. It's been on my mm. trending list. Deep fake Tom Cruise. And I, I wonder what you think why, as to why so, they're trying to push it so much. I and think this is so interesting. There it is. Yeah. And what can be done, what, what, Bad things can be done using deep fakes, everything that I've seen a lot of that from like mainstream right. channels and stuff. They're all missing the point though. They're all missing the point that this stuff has been around for a long time. And Rambo, yeah. you've been looking into this forever. And every scene that you see is all completely CGI. It's not just one element. It's not just the background. It's not just the foreground. It's not just the person. It's not just the fire. It's not just the, you know, the pyrotechnic. It's like every element is layered on separately and every element is computer generated. Um, and so, and this has been going on for a really long time. So and what now they're, they're focusing on, like, so all the stuff that you have been hammering home on for as long as I've been reading your stuff, it's finally coming to light and they're making it seem like, like it's new, like, you know, it's almost like now we can talk about it because, you know, it's just coming to this, it's just become to a space where it's good enough, you know, because the Tom Cruise thing that we're seeing and everyone's seeing that because that's so good and so many people are seeing it, like they have to kind of talk about it now. Another thing I thought that they're doing with it is yes. bringing back, back the Q thing and all these arrests and oh, that they're going to no. say, oh, it was actually deep fakes and all this stuff. What we've been, and it, it kind of makes the queue that the queue people then look like it still holds water with the queue, you know, that mm, all these arrests of Hillary and all that. And oh, it was, it was, they're going to come back and say it was a deep fake, and then it'll, it'll make a whole new form of entertainment for the queue followers again. It'll, it'll bring that back to life again, I think. Mm. Yeah, I've seen it's that. kind of died at the minute. I've got a little theory about this. Mm. Have you seen the reports about, well, first of all, let's talk about Tom Cruise, right? Mm -hmm. 
Tom Cruise, when I was seeing, when I was I asking the question of why are we seeing all this deep fakes and why is it Tom Cruise, right? Mm-hmm. And while we've been sitting here talking about it, I thought to myself, you know, we're looking at the deep fakes right now. Who's to say that like the Mission, Mission Impossible movies that we saw, that that wasn't all completely deep fake, right? Mm-hmm. And then I thought all of the, all of the, the marriages that Tom Cruise has had with uh, Nicole Kidman, the, 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 Katie Holmes. the Katie Holmes lady, and even his first one or something like that, they all ended when the women were 33. Oh, wow. All wow. of them. All of them. Wow. Right? And his, first, we, his first wife brought him into Scientology. Um, yeah, there's some kind of weird thing with that. But, but he also, the way that he was kind of used in the news as one of these characters that I think Rambo, I think both of you guys talked about how Tom, how Tom Hanks was this character that, that we build up, but only to destroy him, yes. right? And make him look at the fall guy for certain social issues or whatnot, right? Mm-hmm. In the same kind of same kind of vein, Tom Cruise is kind of similar to that. Like he was made out to be like a laughing stock for so long, like him jumping on the couch with Oprah, mm-hmm. the, the stuff that he said about about the psychiatric stuff with Brooke Shields. Yes, I'm starting to think that he doesn't exist. Tom Cruise, they, absolutely. Something else as well with, with Tom Cruise. He's always pushed on how much. He performs his own stunts in his movies mm-hmm. and stuff like mm-hmm. that. That's like a bit of big thing with Tom Cruise. Mm-hmm. Like he performs all his own stunts and everything. What did they say about stuntmen the other day? <laughs> that stuntmen don't even exist. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's all CGI. Yeah, about stuntmen actually being all CGI. Oh, that's so. That, that's funny. Yeah, that's that's true because he's always like, oh yeah, Tom Cruise doing his own climbing up the building in Shanghai, or you know, just jumping off the helicopter, and it's like. No, he didn't <laughs> do any of that stuff. He doesn't exist. The stuntman doesn't exist. The, the yeah, it's all CGI. It's so interesting. Remember, the, remember how the, the whole thing where, where, where it was like it was almost like a like a like a, a crime thriller. The story of how Katie Holmes left him, and oh, she yeah. had a she had a burner cell phone and threw right. the cell phone in the trash. Mm-hmm. And and Katie Holmes's father, who was a lawyer, was helping her. And it was this mm-hmm. all like. It was almost like it was, it was like a Mission Impossible movie, but Katie Holmes was the was the Ethan Hunt character. Yes, escaping from from Tom, right? Mm-hmm. Right. It was all bullshit. All bullshit. Very Lucy, and yeah, and now there's a whole narrative about him not seeing his daughter, and through my new lens, through human vibration, whenever I look at that little she's girl, not real. she's not real. She looks like she's she's talking about a computer generated face where they just took two things and mashed them together. They took Katie Holmes and, and put it into the machine and they took Tom Cruise and put it to the machine and said, do your thing machine. And they put out like a strange looking young girl that looks like a it's it's it. it yeah, it looks very transitional. The face. There's so much going on, but it's like Tom Cruise and Katie Holmes through time. It's very she looks strange. like one of those characters from Boys from Brazil. The, the movie it was basically a movie about Dr. Mengele escaping to South America and basically making a camp in South America in Argentina and basically genetically creating these these children to look like Hitler mm-hmm. uh, with these with these deep blue eyes and everything. Mm-hmm. Whenever I see, oh, I'm comparing comparing Suri Cruz to Hitler. Okay, <laughs> yeah, easy. <laughs> well, all of them are characters. All of them she's are got, characters. She's got the deep honest. blue eyes and very yeah. penetrating eyes with the mm-hmm. with, with the black hair. It's mm-hmm. very Hitlerish. Sorry, that's true. Yeah, call a spade a spade. That's why I say about the actors when I say the fake because like they, they become heroes in movies and then they become heroes in the public and then they ent- they're entertaining us outside of the movies. So Tom Cruise's like relationships are all watching, you know, mm-hmm. all these 
kids, or whatever, we're all, we're all watching his, his whole, the entertainment he's putting on, the character Tom Cruise he's putting on outside of the movie. Right. So that's what brings me to think of that. These actors are, are real. They're just I, either played by actors or they're not real at all outside right. of the movie. So it's just all a form of entertainment, you know. And like all these public, like the public facts, the public public things of relationship changes and everything. Mm-hmm. It's all entertainment. We're all we're all reading it in the magazines and stuff right. like that. It's constant. They're always actors always acting. Yeah, you. I I heard you make that point on the Homewrecker podcast, and I was like, exactly right. We that we know they're actors. They play in movies. It does not stop off screen. It does not stop when they are not on our. TV set it does not stop when they are, you know, not on our, our in the movie theater. They are always, always acting. Everything they do is a form of theater. Yeah, and I heard that. I was like, yes, that's exactly right. And that's why they have all these extraordinarily tragic Lucy stories around these our favorite actors, our favorite celebrities. You know, Tom Cruise. Yeah, he's he's so successful at going up and down. Like they they have him be this hero and then this wacky guy and then they build him back up to now he's back at mission impossible and he's like you know he's in the news again because he's doing he's in covid he was like you know demanding everybody be covid compliant and he was yeah. like a savior for covid and they could bring him back with that and like oh tom cruise is is keeping hollywood in check and he was back to be a savior again when you know he's he, just, he was involved with 9-11 as well he was very much involved with 9-11 with the, Scientology with the, with the stuff with the firefighters. they were trying to exactly they were trying to do healing on the on the on the energy healing essentially or e e e meter healing um brain healing through their scientology um readings the e meter readings yeah and he was a bit, yeah. it shows they can do whatever they want with them anything they want they can be anything anything they want because yeah just characters they're just characters. And Scientology is very strange too. I hope one day we dig, do a little bit of a deep dive as well and just to the, the, the world of Scientology because as far as, you know, it's, it, 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 if, there's, if there is a, a religion tied to Hollywood, it's Scientology and it's so strange. I, sometimes I think that Scientology is just like kind of a, a facade where- Oh yeah, it, no, just, it's yeah. not real. I mean, it's not real for sure. It's not real, but also like no. I mean, it's not real. Like it's really not real. Real. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, well, yeah, not real. God, now we're now we're cooking with gas. Yeah. So you're. I mean, like, like, do people really believe? Like, like, think about it. I mean, people that are involved. What are they doing? Are they really involved because they actually believe in it, or are they like some sort of contract based where you have to say you're a member of Scientology to like keep this facade going? I think it's a a facade. It's a facade to make certain to to delegitimize certain ideas. Oh, wow. Because, like mm. there's a certain like there's stuff in Scientology that actually like maybe 10% of it is actually some decent stuff. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like the power of the mind. Yeah, absolutely. They like, always do the, that. They the, always the power of perception. They talk about exactly. some there's like 10% good stuff that's like sandwiched in with 90% crap. And they always do that with every with when I say they, you know, it's just whoever's crafting this narrative for us to ingest, I feel like they they put a tiny bit of truth in with the deception. You know, and and sometimes people will will miss miss the truth. Like they'll 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 just be in the deception and totally miss the truth. Um, or they'll yeah. I don't know. I don't really know how to describe it, but I, I do believe that in things that seem very corrupted and corruptible, there might be like a kernel of truth that we should all be looking for. Even like the Q stuff, it's batshit crazy. But I do believe that there's some kernels of truth within the Q. Yeah, 
Yeah. And for me, the main line is we are watching a movie. That is the, mm-hmm. right. the big isn't that that's what I take from that as as a truth is we're watching the movie and right. the followers of it think it's all like the Trump versus mm-hmm. Biden kind of movie, but it's not the whole thing is a movie. Every everything is a movie in my opinion of what we're seeing and they're, they're telling us basically they're telling us that you're watching the movie. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. All every every single word of Q could be wrong. All of Q could be wrong, but he is right in that we are watching a movie right now. Like what was playing out in front of us, it's it's a projection. A movie is is what a projection on onto a plane. And what is this plane? We are on a plane. It we are literally on a plane. We are experiencing. And what is being projected onto false light? All the light from our screens, from the media, from everything. We are literally walking, living, breathing audience to a movie projection. It's pretty interesting. It all is a form of movie. And, and now that we're we're really looking to into the kind of unreality of everything we're experiencing through our screens sometimes in our everyday lives through our systems that we experience you know we're we're kind of like we do see the curtains a bit and i see the things appearing which appeared very normal to me before ways of life now if you're very theatrical and it's like god what are we doing here as humans just in the you know in the audience to our own show without realizing it yeah, yeah. and it all in, all influences our lives right across mm-hmm. doesn't it Everything we do is influenced by what we see. Everything, yeah. and I mentioned it the other day. Like we, we don't have our own thoughts. We've, we've, anything we've thought of has been put there by what's been projected mm-hmm. into our reality for us to consume. Really, from and, birth, yeah, and, and aspire to be like these characters in a movie that don't are really real, right. All of our dreams, all of our aspirations, or you know, and we teach kids. You know, what's what do we teach kids? You know, when you when I grow up, I want to be an astronaut. <laughs> yeah. You know, or they all want you don't tell them the diaper space. part. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Well, you also don't tell them that you can't go to space. <laughs> they all want to be like a sports star, or they're all like the favorite main character, like the, the, the right. LeBron James, or you. Ronaldo, or it's always I want to be like that guy. Right. I want to be like yeah. him, and it's all, they're always on TV. That's where our false idols create false paths for us to to follow in their footsteps. Yeah, they give you your beliefs as well. Everything you believe kind of comes from there. You know, yeah. everything really. Everything you think is important. Like, yeah, everything you find yeah, important. Everything is comes from the from the TV, from your screen and from before TV, from your radio. We, that it was from your newspaper it's just always been there to, mm-hmm. to get your beliefs about what's happening in the world what you, you know right. what, what's going on you, you just led to believe that's what it is well i did talk about this today like we, we don't have our own beliefs do we either that's another thing if you cleared your mind of everything we've ever known what would what would it be you know right. what would we think you know and i'd love to know what 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 it would be a love and experience what it would be with no influence of TV, radio, media, anything. What would it be like? Yeah. We've still got our attention. We've got everybody's attention, whether we like it or not. And what would it be if it, if there was no TV, no radio, no nothing to, to begin with? 
we'd know where that they want. I feel I feel like we'd know our true potential in life and they, they keep us from knowing that and knowing why we're here. Right. I it's agree. All within us. I agree. We know birds fly south, you know, without having any sort of training. They know how to build their nests without any sort of verbal instruction. We know from nature that animals are embedded with everything they need. Every everything natural instinct, yeah. And we are no different. We are also born with a set of of, of insights, inner knowledge and skills and abilities. Um, and I think that everything we really need to know exists with inside of us, but then modern life, our, our language, our modern, our modern understanding of language, our modern understanding of physics and the world around us, every input in our lives um, is designed to, to, to detach us from our inner, our inner sight, our insight and our inner knowledge. To follow straight away, so like you got all your religions to follow and immediately everything. Yeah, yeah straight even away. Before, even before you understand language, you're still saying you're you know you don't you don't have to know how to read yet, but you're still you know your your religion, your religious practices, and you know even before you can write, you know you're you're doing your ritualistic behaviors with your family and going to church every Sunday. And and I'm not saying that these yeah. are negative things, but these are patterns. These are patterns. And that you have to put learning. a label on you straight away of what you're following as well. So you can't have your own beliefs. You can never. You're not allowed. You know, it's like they don't allow it. Yeah, you're not allowed to question it either. They've made that, so it's all protected whatever religion you are you can't question it because you're a phobic of it or something you know it's all everything's got a label on it from from birth aren't it really yeah from birth from cradle to grave indoctrination and we straight away people will say you were thinking of your beliefs as a, a one-year-old then you're thinking of a fire man through the sky straight away you know right they put that straight on you so you think and up until 10 years old for me. I, I thought there was a man in the sky. Oh, because Santa. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Santa. Santa's the ultimate psyop. Santa's the, the first. He's the original sin. You know, he's the blight on our on our, on our our consciousness. Santa's everyone's first and favorite psyop. You know, I, I, I don't like Santa. I think Santa should come to an end. I keep waiting for him to come to an end. I thought he would come to an end with Corona because people couldn't go see him. You know, they couldn't go sit on Santa's lap because of the coronavirus. I thought that this might put an end to Santa, but people still found a way. But what I don't like about Santa, you know, I, I, I do think it's important that we teach. There's like an underlying like goodness to Santa, which like, I don't even believe in the story, but apparently it's like St. Nicholas and with, you know, generosity and, you know, spreading, spreading, you know, tide and joy and good, good, good tidings during a very specific time of year. Okay. That's great. What we, I don't even know if that's true, but what Santa is, is he is just a, a supreme uh, mind, minefield from the beginning, you know, like as a kid, you know, you, you have to go through this like trial by fire where you're, where you're taught, where you learn that your parents have been lying to you. And then you have to reconcile that. And then you also then have to learn that this lie is so special that you then have to do it too. You have to lie later on. You know, you, this lie can't end once you, once you come to reconcile it. You can't, the lie will never end. Even once you figure out Santa's not real, it won't end because you have to live in this world where we still believe in Santa and you can't ruin it for the kids. And so the idea of Santa is just like this 
ever present deception that we're all just playing, playing with. And we just, it's, it's, it's like money, the shared illusion that we all agree is a certain thing. And then we uh, value, yeah, we all agree that the, the money that's been given to us is worth, worth, worth something. Worth anything, anything, anything. Ooh, wow. Okay, so we've established quite a few, quite a few fakeries. Yeah. Do you guys want to take I a little break? You, um, from there, though, from the sun, <laughs> then they go into the astronauts and space, and it's just fantasy after fantasy. Oh, and... space. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I, so want, that, I want to talk about space. Next, really. Yeah. That's okay. Let's talk be. about space after next. After that, and you've got your flying rocks flying through space, and it's just fantasy after fantasy after fantasy, keeping us in a fantasy world you know instead of just letting us work out for ourselves what what it is what yeah you know, come to our own beliefs should I say of what what we think it is they're telling us what it is and the idea of space keeps it. us in prison yeah the idea of space keeps us locked into a very specific understanding of our world just to, to hold space in your mind, to hold the concept and idea and visualization of space in your mind, you have to cancel out that you are special. You have to cancel out that you are like powerful and meaningful and you have to accept that, no, you're just a, but a speck of a speck of a speck. Right, yeah. Okay, all right. I think there's a lot to discuss there. <laughs> Let's take a yeah. break and we'll be, we'll be back in just a bit. why they want to see a rocket do a flip uh well okay i don't know if people want to see rockets do flips but i think that that's what they want us to see i think that they want us to see this kind of like cartoony looney tunes version of rocketry of, of rockets and how rockets work and so they oh yeah so a lot of like nasa and spacex stuff is is that those kind of cartoony looking rocket maneuvers whether they're exploding like the like or they're going up and doing flips and strange yeah it's all fantasy again it's all fantasy yeah, <laughs> yeah for it's, sure for sure but like my thing is when i go through the comments and if you dare comment that fake you've got to mm -hmm. be prepared oh yeah for, um, people will take you down if you say anything's fake exactly. if, you, if you say in the comments because if i if i if i if I will quote something and kind of like share it that way and say it's fake, I get a lot of positive. But if I go in the comments of a, of a, of a post and post that it looks fake, yeah, I'm opening myself up for everyone who's supporting, you know, this user who's ever posting. I'm, I'm kind of opening myself up for the firing range. But actually, I usually find that people, <laughs> people come on board. They're like, yeah, it does kind of, kind of look fake. So you can, I don't yeah. know, I think it's worth, I think it's worth, worth jumping in. I think it's worth commenting directly. Sometimes I comment directly on Elon, Elon Musk stuff because he just posts the most ridiculous things. And I think it's time that people realize that he's just a character and a puppet. You know, he really is. He's a puppet and everything, all the profound things he appears to be tweeting and all the you know silly things that he's tweeting and all the market changing things that he tweets. You know, some of the things he does actually moves the market, but I, he's just a character, and he's he gets people on side, even in like the truth community. 
Oh yeah, people, people love like him in the truth community. They love him, or they hate and him. They think he drops truth. You know that's mm-hmm. the thing. They think that he's kind of like a rebel in the camp. Yeah, it's impossible to drop truth. So if you're in the space industry, you know, like he can't be a truth. He can't be a truther. He's in the he's in the space farce. He's in the space industry. Yeah, it's the biggest deception. It's the largest deception. If you think of an overarching deception, space is it. Space is that. Space is where it's at because you, there's us. How you know this is how the, the story goes. There's us, and then there's an atmosphere that protects us, and then there's space that crushes us if we go out there, and that's all that exists at all. And like we're in, you know, that's that's all that that's all that else exists. And so if you believe in space, I don't know, like they kind of, they have you, the decept, like they have you in this, they, they've got you, they've got you believing that you are insignificant in a way and that like the toil on this life and to, to the toiling here and all this, I don't know, it's like it, it, if you believe in the biggest, the biggest farce, the space, if you, if, if, if you under, if you buy into space, which we all do, which I did, of course, which we all do, because it's so good. Everyone, everyone loves space and kids are taught space from the beginning. But if you buy into space, then you're primed to buy into everything else. Aliens. Aliens. And not just aliens here, but aliens all over. Aliens throughout time, time traveling aliens, you know, and aliens on every planet and whatever, and life everywhere. And I, and you get your meteoroids and your asteroids and all this mm-hmm. stuff. It all, it just opens up loads, doesn't it, really? Yeah. And question I asked them, I asked it a while back now, and I got a lot of um, crap for it, really. And it was if the sun's so far away, like 93 million miles away, mm-hmm. when they show us space, why isn't it? light why isn't it up there if it can light up earth you know say that one more time say that again say that one more time if the sun's 93 million miles away Mm -hmm. and they go up to space and they show us them floating around in space why isn't it sunny up there why isn't Uh, it bright light if mm -hmm. we're looking up in the sky and i can't see that the sun's shining in the eyes why why is space (laughs) is it dark and it's not bright light why is it Space is very dark. There's nothing to reflect off. But those astronauts they show us are in just in front of the Earth that it should be re- reflecting off the Earth, then, shouldn't it? You know? Absolutely. It should be a bright, bright light. Right? And no stars. No stars either. There's never any stars in nope. those pictures. There's no sun. There's no stars. There's no. It's. It's um, they always show you like a reflection of the sun in the visor of the astronaut, right, like a little bit of a lens flare or something, yeah, just to make it look dramatic. No, you're right, but there's there's no overwhelming light, which it should be. If the sun is is what is, you know, it, when it, when you look at diagrams of how of how the su- the size of the sun compared to all of the other planetary objects that are orbiting it, the sun is just absolutely massive, 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 massive. And so it should just be like blasting light. You know, you should be able to, to be just bathed in the sun's light when they're on the moon. It shouldn't be dark. It should be bright, 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 bright. Exactly. And they're just fooling us. They're, they're just, they're fooling us and they're making us, um, they're telling us that things work in a certain way and then they're showing us something else but 
and, and it's incongruent, but we're not allowed to question it and we don't. And then we just kind of believe two totally incongruent things. And I think it creates like a separation in our mind. I think when it just, uh, just like when back in the day when we had to, you know, hide under our past generations had to hide under the desk for the nuclear fallout, you know, and if there's a nuclear attack, they would, they would hide under their school desk to prepare for that. And it's like, you know, if the nuclear fallout is going to eradicate the entire universe, <laughs> the entire world as we know it, hiding into your desk won't do a damn thing. But by making us go through this ritual and making us go through this understanding of like, well, one might protect us, like we're, we're bifurcating our mind, we're creating this like fracture in our mind of reality and unreality where the both of them can't be real, like nuclear fallout can't both kill us and also be, you know, be you know lessened by our un being under a desk and i think that yeah and that's another thing if it was real mm -hmm. the nuclear, we'd all act, they would have used it already yeah. surely right. they would have just used it and if it, they wanted to do like this depopulation they'd just do something like that wouldn't they, they wouldn't vaccinate like, you know right. that's another thing that i like doing like the, the vaccine like why why would they choose this kill us all with a vaccine or depopulate us with a vaccine when there's so many other ways that we could do it. So many yeah, I know that Murph has talked about, hey, Murph, jumping back in, I think that, you know, one thing that you've really talked about recently is the Lucy side of the vaccine. When you were talking, when you guys were talking about the, the whole nuclear issue and and, and the, the whole ritual, I hate that word ritual, but whatever, uh, the ritual of, of going under the desk, right? Mm -hmm. For something that, that if, if it was true, it wouldn't protect you, right? Right, exactly. The whole vaccine thing popped into my head as being really? analog analogous. If there was a true pandemic, right, mm -hmm. and and viruses were were real, mm -hmm. and, and viruses were contagious, and, con and contagion was real, mm -hmm. I think I did a post a while ago, basically saying that if it was real, we'd all be dead. Mm -hmm. especially, especially especially truth or Twitter. Especially with the numbers that were originally reported. Remember, like we were supposed to be dying in the streets. We were supposed to be, yeah, it was supposed to be carnage, carnage, yeah. So the whole point of, of, of vaccines is not just the, the whole idea of getting people vaccinated, but in, in order to believe in the virus, you have to kind of, it's like a, it's like a deal mm -hmm. that, it, it, that belief in the vaccine is belief in the virus and belief in the virus is belief in the vaccine and getting, getting people to go, to go through the whole ordeal of doing the vaccine is, is cementing the notion that the virus is real. It gives the, the person that, that, that here's a problem and we're protecting you from it. Mm -hmm. um and 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 the, the savior is the state mm -hmm. uh and, and the state is telling you the truth mm -hmm. um so it's the same kind of thing as 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 having a population believe in nuclear weapons mm -hmm. and the eminence of like when, when we were kids like i don't know i remember vividly whenever discussing in history class the whole thing with the the cuban missile crisis was the whole thing like you know just as a kid you think kind of innocently well wait a second if we send a nuclear bomb over to them What's to stop them from sending a nuclear bomb over to us? Mm -hmm. Then, of course, the teacher introduces the notion of mutually assured destruction, oh, right? Oh. With the acronym of MAD. Right. And, and that's kind of when the notion that like 14-year-old kids sit there and realize, like, wait a second, like, like, like all like all of these adults, the presidents, and uh, all of the, like, uh, like basically, I made me kind of lose faith in 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 Adults. society. Mm -hmm. like, society. Like, people mm -hmm. are so retarded that. Like you send over a nuclear weapon to them, but then, then, then I think I actually asked the teacher the question when I was there. I said, well, you know, within 15 minutes, they'd launch one against us. So what's the point? 
Mm. We'd all be dead. Everyone's dead. Mm -hmm. And they brought up the whole mad thing. And I was like, what? This is really a word? We have a name for this. We have a name for this concept. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, Mm It's kind of it's kind of like the vaccine thing and the virus thing is very similar to the the notion of nuclear weapons and and saving yourselves by going into the bomb shelters. Um, even now in Brooklyn, there's areas here buildings where they have the fallout shelter sign, mm. with, and which is interesting because the fallout sign shelter uh, the signs are usually in yellow and gray. Mm-hmm. Oh, there you go. That's it's it's a it's a coding of of danger it's a coding of 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 transmorphic things to come there's a there's a reason yellow and gray go together it's both like the cerebral with the gray matter and the also the illumination with knowledge with these suns like the yellow sun it's the gray state the gray state there's something very there there's something extraordinarily powerful about gray the specific gray and then mixing that with yellow it's 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 illumination and gray matter yeah very, very, very powerful to have those together with a nuclear signage, you know, with a nuclear signage. And I, I believe everything that we've ever been taught and told about nuclear power is extraordinarily uh, fanciful, another, another fantasy, another fabrication. And I, I don't believe that there's anyone who has their finger on a button that could annihilate the world. Yeah, remember that when, when, uh, when Biden first came or, before Biden came, before Biden came in, mm-hmm. Pelosi and the rest of them introduced a, a measure on, on, the, on the Congress, the floor of Congress, mm-hmm. to basically strip Trump of the ability to deal with the nuclear codes. Oh yeah, yeah. Remember that? Right. And they kept talking about like how dangerous it would be if Trump was in, you know, and they just kept reinforcing the idea that there is one person who can do this, who can press one button, and there's always someone like carrying around, quote unquote, the football, you know. He's like some, you know, that's just like so farcical that there's always someone who's and what does a football do? It gets fumbled, you know, just the idea that this there's always someone with like this nuclear football that at any given time, like you guys remember the news the, the the news conference in Helsinki when Trump met with uh, Putin and, and, and which and, one <laughs> it was, the, it was the one where they questioned Trump about, about, about something about what had happened with the Russians or something like that. And Trump sided with Putin over the, the, the U S intelligence community supposedly. Mm-hmm. And it was a whole hoopla or whatever. And Trump tossed him a, a soccer ball. Uh, oh and, yeah, yeah. I remember and that. The, yeah. And the Q people thought that, the codes and all of the goods on the elites was was in like a a, a computer chip or like a, like a thumb drive inside the soccer ball. Mm. Wow. I'm serious. There I was mean, a video. I, I remember them thinking that. I remember them thinking that. Yeah, they said the, 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 we we have everything. Like the whole thing is that we have it all. That we kind have of, it all. Yeah. In the ball, guys. It's all in the ball. They always hide all the all the all the deception goes in the ball. Like we're, we're a laptop. We're a laptop. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's always some laptop that gets turned <laughs> in that that then people commit suicide all around it. And it's like none of these people even existed. No. There wasn't even a laptop. And da, da, da. So Trump I, had the nuclear codes to destroy the world, which means Elvis. Elvis had the nuclear codes. Oh, that's right. Oh gosh. I, there's 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 a whole Trump Elvis narrative, and I can't I can't turn that off. Right. I was just uh, on the break. I was I was looking up photographs of of Donald Trump Jr. Donnie yeah. actually looks like a young kind of Elvis. Oh, that's interesting. Hmm. Ooh. Okay. It's a crazy one. This whole Elvis Trump thing. You know, I would say 
templates. <laughs> I would say these these characters are, are are being presented in a certain way to remind us of things so that we like so we naturally accept them. You know, we we accept people we're familiar with even if we don't really recognize why we think that they're familiar. But if they, you know, sprinkled a little bit of Elvis into the character of Donald Trump Jr., you know, we naturally just like say, "Oh, come on through." You know, like he, I know that guy. I think it's a pop. I think it's whatever. I don't care. I sound crazy. I'm I'm known as Murph. I'm go for it, Murph. I think it really is Elvis. Okay, cool. Okay, <laughs> Wait, which one, Donald? My, my new thing now is we believed in so many crappy stories. Mm-hmm. Like we're almost like scared to believe in something that might be kind of cool. Okay, because we think we're gonna look crazy. Sure. Like Michael Jackson, he's alive. And, and, and Jack Crooner, he's playing Jack Crooner. I'm telling you, mm-hmm. you watch the videos. If you give yourself over to it and immerse yourself in, in thinking that this is possible, as opposed to just thinking it's kind of crazy, it's a mask. Mm-hmm. The guy's wearing a mask. It's, it's, it's Michael Jackson, and he's, in my, he's living in Miami, I'm telling you. I don't think you Michael Jackson ever existed, though. So how's that, how's oh, that work I, itself I, out? I think he was a character himself as well. And I remember one of her posts on him as well, like, and it's definitely, I, I feel like he was all in some sort of silicone body suit or something, and you can just move him around, you know, to, to wherever they want. I feel like it's like multiple characters played by one person. I think that I think that they make the character so ridiculous over time and so ever shape shifting, continuously shifting. Like Michael Jackson, and and the cover was his was his obsession with plastic surgery. That was the cover, but that just kind of allows for different actors to play the physical form over time. And every time he's in person, another one that Murph posted, and I can't see it any other way now. Hmm. Is Justin Bieber in the weekend? I can't see it any other way. The same person. I think Justin Bieber and The Weeknd are the same base, base essentially. You know whether they're both. I don't, but I don't think Justin Bieber is The Weeknd. I don't think The Weeknd is Justin Bieber. I think there's a base that is like mixed, uh, that's being projected like a version of a Justin Bieber that looks like The Weeknd. You know, like I think it's, I think it's a formulaic character, and I think it's, it's very interesting. It's very interesting. But the, the difficulty with 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 the with like artists like musical artists or dancers is mm-hmm. there's a, fi- a physical requirement to it, yeah. As, as opposed to a, opposed to a politician that just needs to read lines, right? Right. Right. There's a physicality towards it when, yeah. you, when you're listening okay. to like Michael Jackson or whatever. I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm a musician, so I find it difficult to think that that someone like Michael Jackson could be kind of digitized, uh, voice wise and dancing wise. I mean, he was a dancing. He was a creative genius. I think. I th- I th- did I th- moves that the human body really didn't do. You know, he introduced the moonwalk, which is like configuring the human form in a way that's almost no, pup- almost like a digital puppet, you know, no, almost like a... It. It's, it's all... He's he, a master music, magician. That's true. That's true. It's all an illusion. The black loafers, the black mm-hmm. penny loafers, and, and, and the, white, uh, the white socks created the stripes of mm-hmm. the energy. And, right. And, and the pattern color of the white and the black... And he also pulled his pants up a little bit higher, so you could see a lot of white with his socks. Mm-hmm. So your your eyes were taken off when he did his fancy footwork. That's true. I mean, you're looking at his you're looking at his feet. You're not looking at his body move. It, so it's really an illusion. There's patents on the the moonwalk, and also he did the gravity shoes where it looks like he's falling forward. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like special mm-hmm. shoes that are connected to the stage. I don't know. I, I personally think Michael Jackson is a genius. And if I could do anything, if I didn't have children, I'd go to my, I'd go to Miami and look to, and try to figure this one out myself. You, you should. At some point, yes. At some point, you should. You know, he is an extraordinarily fascinating character. I, I want to believe. I want to believe in the magic of of Michael Jackson and the Jackson Five and the whole the whole Jackson story. Other than the really traumatic. Uh, well, I guess the whole thing was traumatic. I, you know, I don't know. Maybe I don't want to believe in anything related to the Jacksons because the whole Jackson story is a train wreck from the beginning. And maybe it's that way by design. And it's, you know, gosh, there's really not a, there's not a good beginning or end to anything related to the Jacksons. And then they had all the skin bleaching and stuff like that. And that, again, it kind of puts a divide and it, it brings the, bit, the race victimization thing. And he wanted to be white because you know for them kind of reasons i feel like he brought a whole thing around that you know he's just an entertainer and again keeping it all talking all the time i feel like sometimes these entertainers are designed to to fall down in these spectacular ways you know to to keep these issues at the forefront you know michael jackson introduced music to us in an extraordinary way and dancing to us in an extraordinary way but he also introduced a lot of these dark themes just like tom cruise went through his trajectory of being kind of like this child this awkward as child star to this hunky you know young adult to this top gun to then on this rocket ride of mission impossible and then down you know, this comedically ridiculous low of there's, a pattern, there's a pattern to it though of these ones that we've seen from a child all the way through right. there they want like tom hanks again they all have this big Thing around them, don't they, all the time? A big, like, um, just drama going on in drama. life the whole way through. Mm-hmm. From, yeah. In the spotlight, living Always in the spotlight with all the drama. From birth, like from a young child, we've watched them grow all the way up, and then now they're either they've been loved, hated, back to us again. I have a hard time believing in any organic celebrities, honestly. I have a hard, I have a hard time. And do you believe that these singers? actually singing and writing their own songs like they tell us to do. I, I don't. Some of them do. Some of them do. I believe there's very talented you people. Yeah. But I, I, I... Yeah, but like, would they be allowed to release certain songs? Like, some have... Some are pushing agendas all the time, aren't they? So do they come up with those words to push, put out there? I do wonder how many... Them you know, how many, po- how many top influence... The, the most influential artists... If you were to break down the, the most influential artists of all time, how many of those artists are genuine and genuinely wrote their songs or are actually part of like a much larger machine that we just cannot see? And the songs were basically given to them, whether they're arranged for them or written for them or, you know, in some way suggested to them. And like basically everything, every every lyric, every melody, every, you know, every tambourine whatever there's so many characters in the music world and i i just i do wonder and i I know that you were talking about recently the kurt cobain rivers cuomo takedown on are are these are these the same are they the same are they like how how are they connected at all and the question is if the character goes off if the character is written out of the script right Mm -hmm. like like what does somebody do for the rest of their life 
right? Like like Kurt Cobain, if he was 27. Sometimes they come back in as something else. That's, well, that's the whole thing, which, which kind of, I'm still on the fence about the whole Rivers Cuomo thing. And, and I'm more inclined to think, because I'm, because I'm a musician, I, I find it difficult to think that like all the music is digitized. So, so I would think that if anything, it would be that that's Kurt Cobain and there, no, there is no Rivers Cuomo. Oh, really? Interesting. Well, you can have like a face, you can have like a front man and a digital voice, you know, and you can just have like a look, you know what I mean? Yeah, but, 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 but music, I don't know, music, I find maybe it is. And that's why I haven't written like the, the greatest album of all time yet, because nobody really has. And it's all like a weird computer program that's doing it. And they just know what the human brain is, is programmed to like, which melodies that we'd be affluent. Yeah, because all melodies, all songs sound very similar, don't they? And you have a thing at the radio station over here, it's like the, the music, music industry is running out of songs and they're re, just remixing them up and stuff. And it, it does seem like that. And is it only, only allowed that certain music is allowed to be released? Certain melodies are allowed to be released, you know, to tune our brains because it can tune your emotions with it. So is, is it only certain kind of that are allowed to be released. I think there's a reason we all get those earworms, you know, those songs that stick in our head and we cannot get rid of them. And the only way to get rid of it is to like listen to it. You know, there's a reason that these things catch in our brain are designed to. And, and, you know, Rambo, you mentioned on one of your podcasts, how this, these songs, they create these like energy, they, they, they take up energy in the background. They just, they, they eat up some RAM in your brain. And I think that that's exactly what they do. That these songs, all this, all this media that's put on us it, that, that gets caught in our, our memory, you know, it's, it's there for us to like lose our, our sense of peace. And we don't have any peace. If we have a song stuck in our head, it's the opposite. It's the, the exact opposite of peace. Cause I mean, we're like, what's that song? You know, it's artists like Lady Gaga, mm-hmm. Ariana Grande, mm-hmm. Bieber, mm-hmm. The Weeknd, mm-hmm. all them kind of, Casey Perry, all them kind of stuff, they're all sound real, the crappy songs, and then before right. you know it, you're whistling along and coming along because it's been bashed that much on the radio. You know? Right. They put it everywhere. It doesn't have to be good. It just has to be catchy, you know, and we know it's not good. Yeah. Yeah. Them kind of songs are digitized, definitely, I, yeah. I feel like. Those characters' songs, they've got yeah. all computer voices, really, and that voice synthesis. But, you know, music, you know, if you do play music and you're interested in music, you at least know how powerful it is and how the, the and, and really how extraordinary these albums are to like to put out, to even have the, the discography, the catalog of Michael Jackson. Like, good Lord, how much. Like how hard would that have been to 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 compile that over, not even just over his, I mean, just an extraordinary amount uh, that se- would have to be generated, a generated amount of 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 songs, material, melodies, you just just pure unique. I don't think is a human is a human mind capable of 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 that and then that access. I, 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 I think in a weird way that's why characters like him. In- what happened? What happened to Rambo? Oh no, Rambo will join back again. Maybe some internet issues. We'll, okay. I'll edit that out. No, uh, don't worry, Rambo is coming back. Don't you worry, Murph. I know. Rambo. What happened to Rambo? I know. My that's buddy my Rambo left, and I'm I bugging know, out. My buddy Rambo. Here comes. Okay, here he comes. Here comes Rambo. Let's put him back in. <laughs> oh, Rambo. <laughs> there he is. Rambo, you're upside down, Rambo. Turn yourself right side up. 
y'all we got to get it together but this is so fun i'm glad we're i'm glad we're a ragtag group of of non-professional podcasters that makes it even that makes it even better but we'll get we'll get better as we go so i love it all right <laughs> murph back on it one of the reasons why at least i i, I, I i'm still kind of like whatever i'm still a little kid when it comes to musicians and, and stuff like that and i still get all like i, I love music to like i realize it yeah partly it's a bad thing but Maybe it's a good kind of of all the bad things that you could uh, could have. It's like a, the best of the the bad things, or whatever. But one of the reasons why it, they inspire such craziness, like an adoration, is because like we're living in like we live in such a plastic world where people are so fake. And when when a, when a musician is something like a Michael Jackson that produces work that people can actually think that maybe this wasn't even a person. This was like 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 some like it's so it's so impressive that it couldn't have been real, right? Like when you actually see that in real life mm -hmm. and it, it's almost like a life affirming that this is possible, that we are human and human beings can do great things. Human beings can create beauty and human beings can, can, can be real. I and that. I think that's one of the reasons why we do go crazy, crazy about these people. That's why I go crazy about it if I want to break it down, why I like the guy, mm -hmm. you know? And then you can see how they can use these people as then a tool though, you know? Yeah. Yes that like that kernel that, that like, little seed that they get from us and we just buy into it and we believe it i think that they can take that and manipulate us and we can we kind of like lose ourselves we lose ourselves in that in that in that trust um and then these ones that it only seems to be ones that die in a way death that can continue to release songs for years afterwards it's like they're having a laugh by yeah you know, it's like a traumatic death yeah <laughs> Um, you've got Ju Juice World still bringing songs out now, and mm -hmm. it's just like, how how could it be? You know. Yeah, music, music does it. It eats it uh, eats up our 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 energy, and it, it takes up our. I, you know, I love listening to music, but I've been trying to go on walks and listen to nothing. I tend to listen to songs on repeat. I, I kind of, that's how I, I like to do that. My brain likes to like resaturate itself with very specific songs. And um, I wonder if that's even, I wonder that I, it can't be healthy, you know, I to, to be on repeat with something. I, you know, we talk about like life in loop mode and if I'm listening to a song on repeat, I'm, 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 I'm really putting myself into, into a quite literally a looped status. So I've been thinking about that part of my psyche a lot, a lot lately. And I've been trying to listen to nothing. And I've, I've been enjoying that, like just going for a walk and listening to nothing, just listening to the birds. Even, you know, I, I wonder if there's anything embedded in the digital sound. You know, I wonder if these wavelengths are manipulated in a certain way to even if I'm listening to my favorite song that I love, that makes me feel wonderful. If there's something about the digital delivery system in my ears that could be negative in some way, maybe some sort of off-putting frequency that I'm not attuned to cognitively, but is still affecting me in some way. I wonder, like, is it making me sad or is it making me feel a certain way? Just, and I don't know. So that's an observation just from speaking of music. Well, well there's, there was a, a experiments done by, I can't remember the guy, I think it was a Japanese researcher who, who was uh, on water and, and, mm -hmm. and like saying good, like, you know, putting different kinds of music and different words to water and the composition of water changed. Mm -hmm. um, the, the, the crystalline structure of the water was like a, a geometric, a ge geometric, Wow, geometric guy. I know a, 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 ge a geometric, uh, you know, sacred geometry. When it was a when it po when positive sounds were introduced to the water, mm -hmm. and when when there's negative sounds, 
it, it didn't have the same kind of uh, symmetric, symmetrical patterns. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, if we're 80% water, if you put the discordant music, I mean, there's a reason why we don't like discordant sounds and we like certain rhythms and certain patterns and melodies is because it really does, it makes our body feel good because it's affecting us like that. Mm -hmm. I mean, so, I mean, you know, taking away music, I don't think is necessarily a great thing. Sound is, sound is so important. Sound is so important. We need good sound. And I do wonder if they've used music to introduce bad sound, for lack of a better term. Of course. Bad sound. Of course. So I do wonder. But to your point, yeah, we don't need to take away sound. We just need to experience sound in a way that is harmonic and resonating beautifully and beneficially with, with our systems, with our body systems, our water-based body systems, if we are 80% water, you know, as they say. So who knows? And sometimes the most interesting thing about music and great music is music that is like, will have um, a certain kind of like melodic kind of, the, the, the music is melodic, but then the words are kind of sad. Like, oh, like yeah. the, for example, like The Cure. Mm -hmm. People like The Cure because it's happy music with sad mixed with sad lyrics yeah oh there's entire industries built on on sad sad songs that sound happy yeah it's interesting yeah it's kind of an it's kind of an ultimate um an ultimate mind control device as well these these songs that that um that manipulate us in a certain way you know these songs that sound very upbeat and they get in our our ear but the messaging within them is actually really negative um that can that can that can affect us in a way that we don't really realize because we're just kind of like you know bopping along to the beat but the message just kind of like how back in the day the, you know just really really negative rap music where it was like super violent but really catchy you're listening to it and you're listening to the beat and really it's all about yeah and it's all about like it's about some extraordinary stuff not good stuff but it sounds good. And so you, and so you experience it and you, you, all these things are resonating. You, you, it, you know, it, it may be catchy, but doesn't mean it's good. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. They push drugs, race, money, all sorts through music, in rap music. Anyway, don't yeah. you don't just listen to the beat, really. It's only when you really listen to the words. And Remember the Kanye West song? I think I sent you. He's talking about colors and changing the colors and right. wearing off. Yeah. And they need to change, reprint the colors. And it's like I feel that they're telling us stuff in, in certain music as well, certain artists' songs. Yeah, the actually the rap industry is a fascinating. When you now that you mentioned Kanye, I I, I kind of forgot I kind of forgot that Kanye was a rapper. <laughs> you know, like I mean I know Kanye is a rapper, but he's just so you know for a minute there he was just Kim Kardashian's husband. You know, it's it's kind of interesting, but he really is extraordinarily instrumental in in bringing in narratives to to just think of like millions he's educating millions of people with his music and if kanye is a character you know and and, and now he's involved in politics with trump and and also in religion with his own with his own um church service like with his sunday service and care and, and you know we talk about these characters that really shape our reality kanye isn't you know he's an actor character yeah 
And his first album, The College Dropout, so he's gone on to do all that. Right. And the, the College and Dropout. Yeah, and, and like Steve Jobs is a college dropout. Bill Gates is a college dropout. Like he's like following in kind of that there. And so Elon Musk college dropout. So they're all, he's like following just by calling his album college dropout. He's like declaring himself the Bill Gates or the Steve Jobs of the rap world. You know, like he's like, I'm yeah. the college dropout. He calls himself, what does he call himself? The Black Jesus. He mm-hmm. pretty yeah. much calls himself, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah. He's and, like, yeah. I believe what the message in that is that is to be followed and I feel like he has got a good shout of that character becoming the president one day. Could be. Yeah, it could be. It's so strange. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Yeah. with a reality TV star. So right. I know Trump was president. Much, you know? Exactly. Murph, what are your thoughts on Kanye, on like the character of Kanye? I'm still thinking, I'm still thinking about the Biggie Tupac situation. Oh, interesting. What are your thoughts there? Because that was a that was a whole New York thing. Either something's wrong with me, which may be the case. I don't care. But I, it's so easy for me to believe that these guys are dead or they become like somebody else. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I'm totally sold on on uh, on Tupac being alive and being that guy, Akil, uh, Akil, oh, Akil the DJ. I think it's like that. It's something that I, it, the, I killed the MC. Yeah, mm-hmm. the I killed the MC. And his name is literally I killed. I killed the MC. And you believe that? You believe this? I believe it. I'm telling you. I, it, it, you see the, the guy talking on the tour bus. Like Elon Musk. It's so fake. It must be real. <laughs> it, 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 you look at the crime scene. There's no blood. Yeah, I don't think he died. I don't think. Yeah, I think all it was all people fake. get shot and there's no body. Uh, I mean, yeah. That know, means the there was no person. That means it's all fake. Wow. <laughs> well, well, I don't know. That's my Occam's razor at the moment. Okay, I will say I've got a very specific lens that I look through. I'm kind of blinded. I'm blinded by my own light sometimes. I will, I will, and that's Murph. I, that's why I was so glad that you do not follow hook, line, and sinker with everything that I put out because I feel like I I need an adversarial element to my belief system. I do. Because if you can't, if you cannot throw your beliefs against the wall all the time and see if they stick or not, because they may not always, you know, I, I think that like you, then, then they're too precious and they, sh- they should be abandoned anyway. So I'm really glad that you come from a different place and I can learn from you. I learn from you every time. I, you, every time that you say something that is counter, which what I believe, even with the Michael Jackson stuff, you kind of had me going back and rethinking something that I was very strongly opinionated on was thinking that he had to be a character. But listening to you, I'm like, okay, maybe I need to rethink this in a, in a way that, that allows for a, a, a whole, for a Michael Jackson and still a character in a way, you know? So I appreciate it. You're welcome. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> I I would love to like. We're all learning because you're limited. When you're on Twitter, you have you can put a YouTube connection up. You can put some images, some photographs, whatever. But you're not physically in front of somebody. Like I would love to just have like if somebody says, "No, no, that's crazy. I I can't believe that." I would just love to like be locked in an apartment with them, or locked in the house with them, (laughs) with 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 a computer. Get you arrested in many states. (laughs) Just lock someone in a. <laughs> I'm not letting you leave unless uh-huh. you admit that uh-huh. Michael Jackson is alive and living in Miami right now. Uh-huh. Yeah, we know how we know how this this one ends. We've all seen 
Law and order. People call the police. I've been kidnapped by this guy. He wants to yes. convince me that it's Michael Jackson. Yes, no, we all know how this episode ends. If I could show people the Pacific videos, right? Mm -hmm. Listen to the music with them, right? And go over all these weird little facts. I'm telling you, I could sell it to everybody. Okay. Well, we can probably make that happen without you locking people in an apartment. I mean, to be honest, yeah. I understand probably, what I'm getting yes, <laughs> yes, I get you. I get you. But now we have a platformer. We can probably do this without committing, you know, some sort of capital capital crime. Okay. Yeah, we'll make this happen. Let's let's put together. Yeah. Okay. I think this is actually great. I want I want to see I want to see a I want to see some pics. I want to see some pics and videos of Michael Jackson, and I want to be convinced that he is. He is more than just the character that I... Like, like a boot camp. Like we start off at a certain time, a certain totally. video, then 50 minutes mm -hmm. later, it's a different one. It's like like summer camp, but for like, you know, like the media stuff, whatever. And I think that there's something actually to that. You could have a whole seminar on John Benet Ramsey. You could have a whole exactly. other... <laughs> These, yeah. these are the kind of symposiums that we should have. Sure. A whole forum. Absolutely. Campfire. A campfire about the boogeyman that don't exist. You know, the, the <laughs> And Rambo at, 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 at lunchtime, Rambo's going to talk about this. Oh, for sure. Oh, for sure. Rambo's definitely going to talk about CGI. CGI for lunch with Rambo. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> the sandwich doesn't exist. <laughs> And talking of things that don't exist, have you guys noticed on Twitter just recently, everything just looks extra fake. And I've seen like stuff like of this Fauci video everywhere as well, you know, and his neck flapping around. Yes, it is. Mm -hmm. Yes, I have seen that. I've seen a major uptick in people sharing videos that appear to be extraordinarily mask looking. And they do. Yeah, mask looking videos. And it's so interesting because that is also something that you have been focused on so much is the mask element of it, not just the CGI, because that's the fakery on one, on one layer. That's, you know, that's door number one. Door number two, the fakery museum is the mask, the silicone masks that like are an overlay and it's, it's exactly to back to Tom Cruise. It's exactly what we would see in the mission impossible movies. When at the end of the movie, they'd always like rip off this it's elaborate mask, silicone yeah. mask and it would go at the neck and they'd rip it off. And that is what this, this particular video that you mentioned, that's, that's the video that's being shared is this Fauci video where, yeah, his neck is like almost like a, a Turkey at Thanksgiving. It's like gobble. It's like, like coming apart from his shirt, like yeah. gobbling. And then not long before that, yeah, the Biden one where you could see on his neck the, yes. the Biden picture where you could see it was a mask and it's like yes. they're trying to show us that now you know mm -hmm. and whether it's being pushed a lot though so it, to me that shows that they want they want us to see that or is it just the computer algorithm giving us what we want Oh, that's a great point. That's an excellent point because we are in a vacuum. We are in a thought vacuum. And I think that we need to recognize that as much as I love seeing this fake stuff and I share it and I see it and I, I look for it and I hunt for it. Uh, I, I wonder if, if, if that in itself is creating like its own, its own universe, its own specific universe for me. And that's all I'm able to see because that's all I'm seeking. Same with y'all. Um, I wonder if we kind of get caught in our own, in our own, um, our okay. own lens, our own, whatever, whatever binoculars we're looking for are trained on a very specific, a very specific view. And that's all we're going to see and experience. So I want to be cognizant of that as we explore all that said, it's all fascinating. So I can't stop so looking. People typing on Twitter, Fauci wears a mask, Biden wears a mask. And after a while, <laughs> you 
picking up. So many people are sharing it now. It's like giving us what we want all the time. And, but more people than I've ever seen are sharing it. Accounts that I've never seen sharing stuff like this, how they think that these people are CGI. These major players are CGI. And that's kind of just it being introduced very casually right now. Um, I think that's happening for a reason. And, and again, back to the Tom Cruise deep fake, that being, that being shared over and over and it being covered in a way that's not just, not just on a social media element, but it's also being covered by, um, by like scientific publications, you know, and like the financial times is covering it and the scientific American is covering it. And like the times of London is covering it and it's being covered by all these different facets because they want you to see it from every they, for some reason, they just really want us to see this Tom Cruise deep fake right now, right now, you know? Interesting. The time is now. Is it that they're showing us all this because it is true, but then because it's mainstream, people like ourselves then believe it's not true? Again, back to the beginning, I think that they're, they're showing us, but they're not telling us the real story. I think that they're showing us this technology and being like, oh, guys, look out for this. But they're not saying hey, this technology with the face swapping has been around for decades and it's how everything runs. Everything exists on this. Like everything that you see, all of your favorite people, all of your favorite, you know, silver screen stars from the 40s and 50s, they were deep fakes, you know, like Marilyn Monroe, she didn't exist. She was a deep fake. Like I think all of these, like this technology just to put a new face on a, on a body is so, is, is, is so in intrinsic and everything that we know it's always been there and they're just they're they're telling us that it just got off the ground in 2017 i think that that is absolutely farcical and ridiculous and it it just makes it's just it's it's again it's akin to the nuclear fallout and being under a desk i, I you know like if you believe that deep, deep fakes just came just came into existence in 2017 then you're then you're hiding under a desk for a nuclear bomb. Yeah, it just it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't it has been around for so long, and all the characters throughout time, the they're, they're manipulated faces, and the technology changes. The technology to pull this off changes, but the but the concept of deep fakery, which is an identity overlay, or a complete fabrication, like a complete ground up fabrication, or just overlaying an element like the face, um, that that is that is not. Not new. I think they've got a plan for it for the future, and I think it's going to play into the Q. That's what I'm feeling at the minute. It's going to play into the Q thing. They ha there know? has to be a payoff. You're right. There has to be a payoff to this Q thing. It because it was too big, too too big of an energy engine. There's no way that the Q thing doesn't pay. No, like it, it yeah. kind of gone quiet. It just, here. It just went quiet. Yeah, you're right. I would agree with that. What do you think, Murph? I know that you weren't as big into the Q stuff, but um, you know. It, it did disappear. So, what are your thoughts on how that would resubmerge with this conversation? Uh, yeah, I, I think they invested too much into it to just let it die. Yeah. Yep. It's kind of curious because, I mean, you notice on Twitter that uh, a lot more accounts than than the initially thought just kind of disappeared. Totally. Because some people like I kind of remember them, and like I remember them at somebody else, and I, and, and I just realized now that. I just haven't heard from them. I haven't, I haven't seen any comments from them in like, you know, two months now or something like mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. And, and, I, and a lot of them, I didn't even know that they were Q people per se, you know, mm -hmm. uh, but they're just gone and it's disappeared. Um, I, I, I think uh, I read there was some, someone wrote some, some on one of the threads that uh, 
but on one of the deep fake things saying that um i think you guys may have said it in the beginning of the of the podcast but uh that that the deep fake stuff was coming out because when the epstein videos finally come out they're gonna say oh that's fake so like trump is gonna get or like you know biden yeah. you know biden you know being with little boys or little girls and like that they're gonna say oh that, that you know that's a deep fake or something like that so that's kind of what they're the way that they're looking at it and i think I think on one of them I wrote because the, the girls started getting a bunch of likes on on this particular Epstein one. So I wrote, you know, Epstein. You know, every image we have of Epstein is fake. Mm -hmm. But of course, like my thing, everyone just just you know ignored that and went straight to her thing. Mm -hmm. um, More salacious, yeah. It, it's surprising how many people still believe in the Epstein stuff because we, we are in kind of an echo chamber, but and our echo chamber is kind of big, so we kind of don't. Bigger. Don't realize that it is, but once we step out of our thing and somebody else comes in, uh, they look at it. It's like these people don't think anybody's real, <laughs> you know. You know. Yeah, you kind of start yeah. that as well. Like everything, you call everything fake and all that stuff, but it's not. It's it's not everything, is it? It's just what what we're being shown. These yeah. characters. Right. Right. Wait, there's so much maybe. that's real. There's so and much when that's real. Epstein's fake. They then start. You're then against all this child traffic. You're against all that, then you know. So they say right. it's, it's sensitive subject. If you say it's real, if you say it's fake, then you're against all this these crimes he's accused of. You know, you you kind of right. saying all that's fake as well, basically. And everyone that's personally crusaded for saving the children, which we all had that in our heart. Whenever, whenever you go into the Q rabbit hole, if you go into it, you. Are you, you know, it's like save the children. It really is about like protecting the children and saving the children if you believe in it. And, you know, if someone were to come alongside you and say, Epstein doesn't exist, and not only does Epstein not exist, but this entire narrative and the entire understanding of Epstein Island and the Clintons themselves, you know, because the Clintons are such a humongously strange part of this whole story and the whole Clinton body count, all of that. Everything, every bit of trauma, every lost life, every tortured child, if all of that doesn't exist, poof, in an instant, like, that's quite incredibly freeing. But when you look at it, yeah, it's not a bad thing to see it as fake. Yeah, they don't, they don't want to go there because they'd rather believe it's real. It's like they want to believe it's real. Because they work so hard towards it. You know, they work yeah, so hard towards it. And there's going to be it. someone yeah. held accountable for it and right. stuff like that. But the whole thing is fake. Yeah. And you, it, it, it kind of gives you the interesting, it's a, a, like a perception experiment where you, yeah. where you give people a certain set of facts then also come out at the, and, and give them reasons not to believe it. And if you give people a choice between a good story and, a, and, a, and an awful story, because we're kind of conditioned to think that things like almost like Murphy's law, if something could go wrong, it's going to go wrong, mm -hmm. right? Like people will choose the shitty story. Mm -hmm. So that's why I'm very firm about this Michael Jackson thing, because you could either think, oh, the guy died, you know, 50 years old, miserable, the world's hounding him because he's a pedophile. And he and he was, you know, you know, uh, he was all with these with these crazy drugs, like IVs and his and his, you know what I mean? It's like it's like the tragic figure of the man who became so famous, but, but was miserable and, and wasn't happy with himself. Or it could be a great escape plan where the guys in Miami and nobody even and, and people even if you tell if you tell the world this guy's in Miami 
Michael Jackson never died. They think you're crazy. So he can live his life completely free, wearing a mask, and nobody's going to believe it because people will choose the shitty story over the, the happy story. Yeah, I like that one. Yeah, and whatever we choose to believe is what we believe. You know, whatever whatever way whatever way we um, point our yeah, um, we are not always. I'm in really control. interested to see this Michael Jackson. I know. I want to. I, I I I do. I I. It's a great I, one, guys. It's a really a great one. That's so interesting. There's two songs. Check this out. He does a cover uh, as well. It's it's Mike. It's it's Jack Crooner. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> Michael Crooner. Jackson covering Black Moon, covering Frank Sinatra, okay. singing "I've Got You Under My Skin," oh, wearing boy. a mask. Check this out: <laughs> a guy wearing a mask singing "I've Got You Under My Skin." I'm telling you, <laughs> you can't write that. I mean, yes, 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 you can. If you're, it's like the overlay. How many overlays can you get? It's oh, art imitating life. Imitating but a, art. But a, imitating yeah. life. Imitating it's art. All imitating life. Yeah, it's all over the place. I used to I used to tweet that a lot. I used to tweet art imitating life, imitating art. You know, it's like it just it's like this this like rev this engine that just keeps going, and it's like it's like the chasing of its. It's the Ouroboros too. You know, it's like which one is the origin point? Because like one's it's a copy of a copy of a copy of a copy. It's so interesting. And if Michael Jackson's doing all of these things, but like pretending and all these layers of deception. I still don't think that he, I still am like, I still am in the mind of what human vibration would think. And she would say, uh, or human vibration would say that this person does not exist, that Michael Jackson does not exist, but I'm open to it. I'm open to it. Cause I kind of want to believe the magic too. So I don't know. Well, maybe we'll come around. Maybe we'll come around on Michael Jackson existing or not. <laughs> don't, don't make me have to lock you up. <laughs> I know. <laughs> officer, officer, I swear. I swear we were just learning. It was just, this, it was off in the name school of learning. Murph. Before oh, school. God. They're like, Murph, not again. This is, this, this is the third time this week. <laughs> I promise I'll be good next time. Oh, boy. Oh, goodness. <laughs> well. Oh, one last little thing. Yeah. I was, regarding the Elvis, the Trump situation, right? Mm -hmm. Somebody. Oh, boy, coming back to that. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great one. It's a great one, too. Somebody made a cool comment. Check this out. Remember how Elvis's life was ran by the colonel? Uh, uh, no. Uh, what do you know? I know he was in the army. and um... okay. His manager. His, man oh, his manager's name was the colonel. I didn't you know. It was a, a nickname. Okay. Called, called the colonel or whatever like that. But, but he basically managed uh, Elvis's life. He was like an integral part of Elvis's life until okay. he supposedly died in 1971, right? Right. So Elvis had a colonel. Trump has General Flynn. Hey, hey, yeah. hey. He's kind of elusive, yeah. like a military-style guiding lights. Yeah, totally. And, and, and uh, Flynn, Flynn uh, left the Army in 2014 after 33 years exactly of service. They're all care. It's all just theater, theater of war, theater politics. It's theater. It's all just uh, the reason these things are interconnected and, and winding is, and they all share the same path. It seems is because they are all just. It's cut from the same cloth. You know, it's, it is all the same path. There's the reason these things interconnect, and it's not because they're not related. It's because they are related, but they're related by deception. I think some sort of like grand theatrical uh, design is what 
ties all of these crazy stories together. It always kind of loops back around. And... Maybe when we all die, we find out we're just the figments of one man's imagination. Well, I do think we're all one. So that's interesting that you say one man. I think that's well, interesting I that you mean, say you know one I mean. man. In, but maybe in a way, but I know what you mean. Maybe you do God's mean one mind. man in God's, in God's mind. mind. I do we're think figments we're all of one. God's imagination. That's interesting. That's interesting. And I'm totally, I'm, I'm, I'm with you on that. I do believe that what consciousness is, what our experience is here on earth together as these shared individual units is like a mirror that has been dropped down and shattered into a million pieces. And just because the, just because the fragments are separate and, and shining in all different directions and reflecting in all different directions doesn't mean that at some point they were all connected. And I think that that's kind of what we're experiencing. We are, as, as humans, as individual beings, we are all part of the same mirror. And if we can put it all together, then we can see this one with this one picture, like a puzzle, you know, we're all, we all have these individual puzzle pieces. And if you can connect with people, like you can see a little bit more of the puzzle. And if you can connect with everyone, if we could somehow connect with everyone, we could, we could truly see that, you know, together we could, we could all see this grand, this grand picture of, of what we all mean together. And maybe that's why we're, maybe really that is that why, that's why we're so disconnected and maybe why Corona has a six feet apart and like everyone just wants us disconnected and, you know, severed in every way and untethered. And I think it's because we are, we are one at the end of the day. And, um, every lesson individuals learn goes into some sort of like larger collective understanding and the universe is just kind of experiencing itself through us. Um, the diagram, the diagram that, that, remember the, the, the company that creates all of the cr uh, fake art and rendering, there's like a company. Zuma. Like, yeah. Zuma. Zuma press. Yeah, they of course. Own, I hope we talk the, about them a lot. Yeah. They own the copyright on the Corona image, I think. Yes, that's yes, absolutely. And John Bonet's imagery. Yes, sir. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. the, 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 I, I posted it yesterday or to mo this morning or something like that. But basically, I was doing the whole thing with Ferris wheels, magnetrons, the circular, the circular thing that, and, and it looked like the diagram of, uh, of the COVID, uh, the COVID cell. Or with the spikes. Oh, with the spikes on it. Yes, with the circ. Oh, wow. The Ferris wheel does basically represent an energy thing. It's a Ferris wheel. It's a magnetron. It's a, a interesting. Labyrinth. A labyrinth as well. Oh, it's a labyrinth as well. Wow. And, and then somebody posted wow. a, uh, a, a, a something from like the 16th century, mm -hmm. a rendering of what they thought the world looked like, right? Okay. And it literally, and it had like, you know, red balls around a, a blue ball. Mm -hmm. Well, that sounds funny. Mm -hmm. Anyway, and it, it, it literally had the same exact colors even as the Corona diagram. Interesting. Oh, wow. And somebody said that when you, almost like, are we uh, did they do this so that we subconsciously look at it and see that the world is sick. Oh. Right? Because, yeah. I mean, if people can get that sick, I mean, if we're just, you know, part of the world, whatever, you know, the, the world is essentially sick. Our inputs do influence our overall being. If we're seeing, if we're ingesting negative imagery and things that make us feel a certain way, we will turn in that direction inside. You know, we will... We can't, we can see ourselves sick and think ourselves sick and hear ourselves sick. We can experience life in such a way that we become ill from it, I believe. I, I think that's how our immune systems work. I think that's how our body systems work. I think they're in general 
pretty stellar when we're healthy, when it's, when it's healthy and robust, but then I think certain inputs can over time, like eradicate our, our wellness in that, in that way. And we can get sick just by the things that we allow into our mind, into our eyes, into our ears. Yeah. You can be so rotten or you could, you know, or even traumatized, you know, sometimes it's not even your fault. You can be traumatized in a certain way. And that can eat at you, you know, it really can eat at your soul. And it, it may not even be your fault. It may have nothing to do with you. And you could still be completely traumatized by something in your life. And that will, that will, that will eat away with you more than a battery acid, you know, well, would in, in a way. There's certain people that, I mean, like there's one person I knew and, and he had a relationship with somebody. And the thing that I couldn't get over is, uh, the person had this kind of a sad story with their mother. Their mother passed away when she was young, right? Mm -hmm. And it was really odd because, like, I didn't know her close, but I knew the guy quite close. And literally, not even knowing her very well, every time I'd get together and to meet with them, the girl would talk about her dead mom mm -hmm. and, 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 and the sickness, mm -hmm. right? And it became kind of strange because it was almost like every time I'd ever see them, it'd always be a conversation about the sickness, about something. Mm -hmm. And I never really said it to my friend, right? Mm -hmm. Because I didn't want to, it was just an awkward kind of thing. But I wanted to say to him, like, yo, man, like, like this person's like guaranteed to be sick, just like the mom. Yeah. Because that's all they think about. That's all they talk about. The energy register is the same. And, yeah. and uh, when I reached out to contact the person quite recently, they sent me a text saying that the reason why they didn't get it back to me was because uh, sure enough, the, the wife is a kind of a, uh, a deliberating uh, sickness. Oh no! Wow. And it came, it came full, full, full circle to me, mm -hmm. and I realized, like, like, you know, the power of the mind really is that, you know, that much. Mm -hmm. That you know, this person kind of thought themselves into it. You know, stress and anxiety and negative emotional energy is the most toxic experience that the body can undergo, more so than any sort of physical shock. It you you can you can think yourself into you can think yourself to death. You really could. You could, you could give yourself a, a heart attack. You could, you could, you can shock your body system in such a way just by traumatic thinking. It's pretty incredible. I believe as well, it can work the other way as well. You can think yourself well as well. Yes, absolutely. We can heal ourselves. Yes. And that is the, just as the pendulum swings, that's the duality. That's the power of duality. You know, for every negative thing that we say and bring up in the show that I want to totally recognize that the pendulum swings the other way. It, it, there's a beauty on the other side, just as powerful as our negative energies can be and bring us into a state of, of, of dis-ease, of disease. We can, we can and do and will are able to heal ourselves through our positive emotional states, through our, through our, through our, we can, we can heal ourselves through our thinking as well. We need to come up with a, a, a word for the opposite of loose. We do. Right, loosh. I was thinking earlier today. Poosh doesn't sound good, though. You know, loosh. I want to be. I want to be clear on this, though. Loosh is every. Loosh is loosh is any emotion away from bliss. Bliss is at the center, and then fear and anxiety and trauma and everything is over here on the the blue side, the negative side, and then you got bliss in the middle, and then over here you've got love and attraction and joy and all these and hope and all these positive things on the other, all of those things 
can create can create the loosing effect. There's nothing worse than heartbreak. There's nothing worse than being in love and getting your getting that love crush. There's nothing worse than being hopeful for a presidential candidate and getting your president and having them lose and being crushed. You know, just as louche is the spectrum of emotion, I believe. And I'm not just I'm not to say that that there aren't there aren't blissful positive emotions because I think that there are certain states that we can be in that aren't looshing that are that are that are that are positive but I do want to say that there are some states that we can get ourselves into a frenzy over that seem positive but are setting us up for for the opposite are setting us up to be taken to be taken under by our emotions um I don't know. It's it's an interesting exploration. You're right. You're right in that the negative is the louche. But I, I also believe that, that the louche could be just every high state, high stakes energy. Just like if you're a gambler in a casino, that feels great. Probably that high being rolling the dice or putting down your whatever, your your cards, your chips, all those things. You know, that probably feels extraordinary. But is that good? Is that positive? I don't think, I, I don't know. I don't, I, I have a feeling maybe not. I have a feeling there's certain frenetic energies that feel positive maybe that are not actually positive in the, in the whole register of feelings. Maybe we just are tricked into thinking that they're positive. You, uh, with, the, with the physics of electricity, hmm. you're not going to get a charge without a, without a corresponding opposite to the negative. There you go. You need to have the positive. There you go. Not gonna get a, you're not going to get a charge. If it's just all negative, you're not going to get anything. It's just whatever. Yeah, there you go. It, it always goes back to that, the duality, the, 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 the polarity. You have to have the opposites. There's the power when the two opposites, when you just hold two magnets together, you know, that you try to put those polar opposites together, you feel that energy, that, that field in between. You can, you can feel it. There's like a, there's a true energy charge when you try to, when you deal in polarities. It's, it's easy to test for yourself. And when you, when you take that simple test by putting, you know, two opposite magnets together, trying to push them together and they, you feel the energy of, of them pushing each other apart, all of the theoretical magnetism and all of the theoretical polarity that we experience in our day-to-day lives that also creates an energy field in our minds, you know, these polarities of politics, the polarities of, of just everyday life, like all, you know, religion, our, our systems, our, our, our sports teams, our, our just everything is polarity, this swirling division that actually creates an energy force if you were to treat it as a magnet that you're holding together. These, these things create forces. And yeah, we get, we get kind of taken, it, taken in, taken under. Sometimes. What is reality? We talk about everything's fake. We got to end. Let's end with this. Let's end with what is real. Let's end with what is real. You know, when I, when I go for a walk without my headphones on and I really just feel the sun on my skin, listen to the birds, even if this world isn't real, like to plug into it is, is meaningful and special sometimes. And to be really connected in the very moment that you're in is a powerful, a powerful thing that you can do to take back our autonomous life or our, our, not even autonomous life, but our automatic life where our lives are so automatic sometimes. And so just to unplug and to experience all the different things that are happening around you. That's real. Yeah. Yeah. That's real. That's, that's what's real. real. That's what's real. And that's like for anyone like listening or anything, like everything you've seen on the screen might not be real. We might call it fake, but you yourself are real. 
Yeah. Yeah, for sure. What do you think, Murph? Are you real? <laughs> I think so. Hope so. We hope so. We hope so. I have my doubts every once in a while. We all do. I mean, that's all we do. A lot of people wonder if I'm a robot. And I like to say, I'm, I'm not quite sure. Jury's still out. The jury's, the jury's still that out. Really, really scary. <laughs> this could be a complicated version of Westworld, and I'm I'm here for it. I'm ready. Uh, which I'm 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 ready to I'm ready to play that game. So <laughs> we'll see. All right. Well, this was a fun one. Um. Again, this was the. I'm so honored to be able to talk to you guys, and this is the best part of my day. And I can't believe that this universe that we have created here on Twitter has allowed us to connect in this way and on this podcast and I can't wait to see what we uncover next with our yeah. real eyes <laughs> yeah real eyes <laughs> what we realize next with our real eyes yeah yeah very cool thank you guys have a great night yeah. Bye. Bye. thanks